Hey everyone, how's it going? Hope everybody had a great hump day today. I know I sure did at work. Uh, wasn't too, too busy. So I kind of got to lay back a little bit, listen to some of my favorite podcasts. And uh, that's actually what I want to talk about today. Um, so today I was listening to a podcast with Dan Carlin and Joe Rogan um, on Joe Rogan's podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience. Um, if you've never heard of that podcast, I really suggest you go and listen to it. It's a really great podcast for just kind of easy listening. He just sits back. He's a really open guy. Um, does a really, really good job of just kind of making things, I guess, somewhat funny and relatable. So today I just want to talk about something that they discussed and kind of my experience with it. So we'll jump right in. So on that podcast, um, they talked about a ton of different things. Dan Carlin has his own podcast, which is Hardcore History. It's a really, really interesting um, historical podcast if you're into that kind of thing. But the thing that I want to talk about that they mentioned for a little bit was this idea of the ambition gene. So how Dan Carlin explains it is that there are three types of people in the world. There's people that are born with the ambition gene who just have all this kind of natural ambition that want to go out and create things and do things and, and really have no problem motivating themselves. Then you have people that just don't have this gene at all, that um, no matter what you do to them, they can't get motivated, they can't go out and, and really force themselves to, to do things and have experiences and grow. And then you have people in the middle that can go either way, that can you know, grab that ambition and go with it and then the, or just leave it there and sitting with themselves. So what I want to talk about today is my experience with the ambition gene, I guess. I'm one of those people that I feel has it naturally because my father had it. Um, he started his own business and has continued to grow it to today and is one of the hardest working people I know and I really respect him for that. So I feel personally that I have this ambition gene. But I also feel like they're, the majority of people are those ones in the middle. And I feel as someone with the ambition gene, it is your, my duty or everybody else's duty that feels they have this ambition gene to push those people in the middle to have that ambition in their lives. And if this ambition gene is true, um, it should really be talked about. So what I want to talk about is I went to the seminar, this organization that I'm in, in school sent me to this seminar. It was called a Regional Leadership um, Academy. And what it did was there was a class that I took there called Motivating the Middle. And I really feel like it goes along with this whole ambition gene kind of idea. And the Motivating the Middle was kind of the same sort of guidelines to running your organization. So it always, you have the few people at the top who run everything that are committed to your organization that stay up late, you know, put in the hours, do the work and make sure the gears keep turning. Then you have the people at the bottom that sit in the back row, complain, but don't do anything about it and are more or less the dead weight of the organization. And each of those are the small sections of your organization, your business, anything like that. Then you have the middle, which are your people that are committed some of the time and are very checked out some of the time. And the class was just called motivating the middle. And it was very, very interesting to what they said. If you can motivate that middle, that is the largest part of your organization. And it's really, if you can get that middle going, the whole organization runs like a fine tuned machine or the business or anything like that. So what I want to talk about is we should, we should take this ambition gene to three stages. 
one, on a micro level, yourself, motivating your middle, two, an organization or a business that you're in, or a community, anything like that, and motivating its middle, and then three, as a society, how can we motivate society's middle? So let's we'll just jump right in and talk about those three things. So let's start with motivating your own middle inside of yourself. So kind of where I want to go with this is what is the one thing that you feel like you are really good with some days, but really poor with other days? Um, I know for me personally, it would have to be getting up in the morning just in general. I wouldn't say that I'm really a morning person, but there are some days, you know, where I'll get up bright and early seven o'clock in the morning, brush my teeth, have my breakfast, have my coffee, take a shower and be ready out the door and get, get to work, get to class, get wherever I'm going, show up 15 minutes early and, and just be ready for the day. And then, you know, there's other days where I'll hit the snooze button 15 times and, and just lay in bed, curl up and, and show up 15 minutes late. So I really feel like that's my middle, um, personally. So I feel like the first step in really motivating your middle is identifying what it is. And for me, you know, like I said, it's getting up in the morning and then to really get that middle motivated, um, as I like to call it, or as the class I took likes to call it, you know, you have to put things in place that doesn't allow yourself to, I guess, drop the ball on that one thing. So if it's getting up in the morning, who cares if you set six alarms, seven alarms for yourself, you know, if that doesn't work, set an alarm Instead of waking up at 7, wake up at 7.15 if you know you're going to wake up at 7.15. It's doing, taking the necessary steps to make sure those things don't happen to you. So that's kind of the biggest thing I can really, really tell you on motivating your own middle if you don't feel like you have this ambition gene that hop, that just gets you up in the morning and you want to go and do whatever and work and grow and create something or, or really do something good for yourself. Um, it's just... Put those steps in place for yourself. Put those things in place before you even have the chance to drop the ball to make sure that you don't. And if you continue to do that and make a routine out of it, I can I can guarantee that you will 100% motivate your middle in your own life. So now I want to move on to like from an organization standpoint, how can you motivate the middle when it comes to an organization? So the next thing I want to talk about is motivating the middle in a group setting. Now, I'm sure almost every single one of my listeners out there has had a group project in school or at their workplace where you have, you know, a group of five and there's always the two people that work together and do everything, the two people that show up to one meeting and maybe contribute a little bit, and then the one person that completely disappears and you just have no clue where they went and then they show up at the final or at the at the presentation and they act like they've been there the whole time so that one person is almost not worth trying to go find and trying to save but those people that come to that first meeting are the ones that you want to try to motivate and influence to come to the rest so the class that I took was kind of structured in that in that sense of how do you motivate those two people that come to the first meeting or maybe the second meeting, but don't come to the third and fourth group session to, to complete the project? 
and and really contribute only half, you know, they kind of half-ass what they did. So this kind of went along with motivating your own middle and setting those, you know, preemptive structures to get them motivated and involved. So this could be anything from bringing food to the to the group project like hey I went out you know spent the 10 15 dollars got a pizza got some donuts I want you guys to come out I want to hear your voices get heard um, you know make them feel a part of the group as well there's I've heard a ton of people that say you know I went to the first group meeting I felt shut out by the two people that felt like they were doing that I felt were doing all the work so I didn't feel like I could contribute anything so I didn't show up to the rest of the meetings so I guess if you see yourself as one of those those really engaged people at the top, make those people in the middle feel involved. You know, maybe they're just shy. Maybe they don't feel like their ideas are worth being told. Just have a very open, inviting environment that will really motivate them to be want to become one of those top tier people. Okay, so now I want to get into um, the third section, which is on the macro scale, you know, motivating an entire society's middle. And this is kind of where Dan Carlin's thoughts came in, um, a little more so than mine, but I'd like to share them with you guys and kind of give my spin on it as well. How Dan Carlin sees it is in a society, you kind of have the same division of people. You have your upper, upper class per se, middle class per se, and lower class per se. And especially in America, you know, we're a middle-class-based society. And what he feels um, it comes from is this ambition gene that I talked about earlier. And he feels that if the people in the middle can get motivated through schooling, through, you know, advice, anything like that from those upper-class people, from successful people in society, if those people can turn around and give back, I, I would I would say, they can really, as a whole, completely improve society. And I, I really agree with that as well, and his thoughts on it. And it's really interesting what he also points out can happen if those top, uh, upper class, top tier people do not motivate the middle. And he says that it could lead to even an increase in the lower tier amount of people, which you can see you know, in yourself, if you don't motivate yourself to improve every day, you get worse. You know, if you're not constantly improving, you're getting worse. There's, I, I would say stagnation is, is worse, in my opinion. Same with a group project. If you don't get those two people to improve and help you, it's just going to be two people's names slapped on a whole group project and it's not going to be as good. You're going to put way too much weight on two people. Same with society. If you have the top tier people being very selfish and not contributing to the whole of society and motivating that middle, more people in the middle are going to slide and fall to the bottom. And in Dan Carlin's eyes, and I agree with him on this, that can lead to, you know, an oversaturation of the lower class, of the lower people, or the, the losers of the world. And as history has pointed out, and as Dan Carlin points out, that leads to revolution. Um, we've seen it in the French Revolution. They felt completely marginalized by, you know, the upper class, and they ended up, you know, beheading half of the dang royal family. So you've seen it in, in Russia with, you know, the rise of socialism and communism. The working class people felt heavily marginalized by the kings and the queens of the society, so they overthrew them. 
And I really agree with this statement. And I feel like the ambition gene has a lot of truth to it because you can apply it to yourself. You can apply it to a very small group of people. And then you can apply it to society as a whole. So that's kind of my thoughts on the ambition gene and motivating the middle, you know, in your life and in society. So call in, tell me what you guys think about this whole ambition thing. Um, you think it's complete BS? Tell me. If you think it's a, a really, you know, profound thought, tell me. If you think you have the ambition gene, call in and tell me why. Um, also, I've been thinking about setting up a, uh, like a comment thread or anything like that. Um, if you guys think that'd be a good idea, just shoot me with a call in or a comment on the page. I'd, I would love to add something like that for you guys. Um, but yeah, that was today's episode. Hope you guys all enjoyed it and I hope you have a great rest of your Wednesday. So yeah, call in. Um, if you don't want to call in and record everything, leave a comment on the podcast. If not, you can even tweet at me. Uh, my Twitter handle is Jake H Mac M A C. So whatever you feel the most comfortable with, uh, giving me feedback, giving me ideas for other podcasts, you know, maybe wanting me to revisit an old podcast subject, anything like that, um, just be sure to hit me up.